going to tell us when we're going to be live. Okay, got it, and we'll record it. Okay, I wanted to make sure, Greg, that we got this all squared away. Hi, I'm Ryan Maloney from Mr. Liquor Talking, and uh, we got a little bit of a special guest today and a little bit of a different thing. This is going to go on uh, out on Facebook Live, and it'll probably become part of our uh, Spotify podcast if it's the Liquor Talking. But I got the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Metz is here, um, who is now... You're, what are you? The, what's your official title? Is it the Grand Poobah of of the old Elk Lodge? Uh, how does it work? <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually uh, the master distiller for Old Elk Distillery. Right, uh, and uh, I'm in my 43rd year in the business, and uh, it's, it's been great. You're going strong, man. Yeah, I tell you what, uh, I've been. Uh, I'm a big fan. I've been a big fan of yours before this, but I'm a big fan of the, of of what you've been doing with the old with the old elk partly because if i've asked you to do some stuff you've done it for me and for those of you who don't know we actually did a micro batch um uh just recently was our last thing from you guys yeah. that's done really 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 well that was uh um uh vanilla wa vanilla wafers uh swiss mess with the two different barrels and we put them together and made a hoodsie if you're from new england you're tasting the wooden spoon in your mouth as we speak but it's that vanilla it was the vanilla sort of chocolate blend to that that has been a big hit we're almost out of that yeah that was a really fun project and, and uh, we need to do some more of that we need to see i like let's do something else but that's not why we're here today yeah. we're here today on a, a project that you started just recently it's just hitting the shelves in massachusetts sure. Uh, I don't even think we've got ours yet, but you have a bottle of it here. So yeah. what you want to explain what, what you've, uh, what you've, uh, what Frankenstein you've put together, uh, Frankenstein Macho you put together today? Yeah, certainly. So uh, we've just, uh, just released the uh, old elk infinity blend. Uh, I will tell you true that it, it represents my best work to date. Uh, that's wait a minute. okay. That's saying something right now because your best work to date is yeah. you got some pretty uh, lofty stuff that you're going to be uh, piling on then. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this, this I'm incredibly proud of uh, it's a, a beautiful blend and a beautiful package. Uh, and it's uh, uh, it's an infinity blend. So it's something that we uh, intend to continue year after okay. year after year. Uh, the blend will be different year after year after year, but <clears throat> It'll be, are you going to try to make it consistently similar, the same? Uh, not necessarily. No, no. Uh, uh, in this particular case, the uh, storyline, if you will, is, is it's uh, based on uh, heritage and legacy. So, okay. Uh, the heritage part uh, is really uh, somewhat of a tribute to my 43 years in the business and okay. experience. Yeah. Uh, the legacy part is really about uh, the legacy of Colorado whiskey. Uh, married up with the legacy of Kentucky bourbons. So I like uh, that. It's a, uh, uh, the blend, we, we put the ratio right on the side of the bottle. So it's, it's a, a blend of uh, six year old, old elk bourbon. Okay. 60%. Uh, we've got 24% of uh, 12 year old vintage uh, Kentucky whiskey and 14% uh, of another Kentucky whiskey that is 11 years old. So uh, get some, you got some of that older stuff in there, yeah. yeah but, but you know, we, we, you and I have talked about this is that that's to when you start using older whiskeys, it's nice to blend in some of the younger stuff. And people always go, like, Well, that's so you can fill it in and you can do this stuff. And you know, no, that's not what it not is. At all. Yeah. Explain why, 
like some of the younger whiskeys, like that six-year-old it, it, in today's day and age is actually a, a, a properly aged whiskey. I think, you know, six to 10 years is a really good range of, of a whiskey to be in period. Yes. But why, why are you mixing like a six-year-old and then some older, older ones? Because you could, you could get like top dollar for older whiskey now. Right. Uh, but in this case, the, uh, the, the two Kentucky uh, whiskeys that uh, that we used as blending components were uh, really by themselves were uh, fabulous uh, Kentucky whiskeys. But uh, when I started putting the blends together, I, I probably did uh, five different variations uh, okay. of blends with those components. And uh, when you do th- when you do blends like that, you really never know for sure how they're going to marry up. Right. And uh, frankly speaking, the 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 blend ratio that I thought was going to be the, the one and the home run, uh, was not the home. It never is. Right. And it's, uh, and when you evaluate them, you know, down the line, right. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but when you see it, you know, it, and exactly. And in this case, it was, uh, exactly how it happened. Uh, I went down the line blind, not knowing which blend or what ratio was what. And it's like, Holy mackerel. That is one. And it was uh, entirely different than the one I thought it was going to be. And, and that, that, that's, you know, I, we've been doing stuff over the years. We've been surprised by that too, because you're like, okay, if I take this and this and I put it together, it should make this. Yeah. And it's, it's never quite what you picture. And, and a lot of, a lot of people try to fight that. Yeah. And then like, they try to, um, you know, take that, uh, that, that square, uh, uh, block and try to fit it into that round hole because it's their own preconception exactly. of what it needs to be mm-hmm. rather than let the whiskey sort of tell you what it wants to be. Exactly. And that, that can actually be your own worst enemy as a blender. It's, it's uh, absolutely better to go with the flow. Right. And, and you know, pick the one that, that, uh, plus I met Mel. She probably told you you were wrong anyways and had it all figured out anyways. Uh, Mel is an amazing talent. <laughs> and, uh, I would never challenge her. That's right. No, no. Uh, she's, she's going to be one of the best in the business if she already isn't. So I have a deep respect for her skills and her talents. And, uh, she's a, you know, a great attribute to old elk. So, but, but, you know, that is, you know, that is a, a, another thing that I, that, um, that I don't think a lot of people get, you know, uh, I, I usually pick all of our whiskeys, but I usually don't pick them by myself mm-hmm. because I could be having an off day, um, you know, uh, or I'm, I'm not, I'm not, my taste buds aren't catching something right, or anything like that. And it's always important to like, you know, it's like checking your work Yep, you get somebody who you trust, somebody, you know, whose palate is there mm-hmm. and you sort of work off of work with those people because at the end of the day, you're going to end up with even a better product. Right. And uh, that's really the approach that I take. Uh, absolutely. I say my wife has become uh, uh, very good at century and organoleptic. Uh, and she has no problem telling you when you're wrong. Oh, no, never. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I always use her for a sounding board. Right. Uh, she started off with a, a really a brilliant palate in wine. Right. And has learned to apply that uh, with whiskeys uh, and you know, women overall are better at it than men are. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Anyway. No, that that's without a doubt. I have to I'll say that because I have two daughters and I have them always uh, when they're tasting something, I have them sniffing it and tasting it because I want them, whether they go into any business like this at all, I want them to get to at least develop a palate for, for anything that they're eating or consuming. Yes. And I actually take it a step farther. So 
you know, in many cases, I think I know too much, maybe. Right. Uh, and, you know, as we always talk, uh, my palate's going to be different than your palate. Uh, and that's the way it is. But so, you know, after after maybe myself and my wife uh, arrive at which one we think is the best, then I actually take it a step farther. And I'll take it out to a group of uh, 25 or 30 folks that, that I know in, in the area and uh, and let them evaluate the, the samples blind right. and see which ones they pick. Uh, so I, I I use all that collective data really uh, to to arrive at the one I think is is because well, at the end of the with. day, and we, you and I were just talking about this in an earlier conversation is you're, you're not you're not you're not necessarily blending for Greg Metz. Exactly. You know, I'm not blending for my, I'm not picking for myself. Exactly. I'm, I'm picking for all these people that are going to like it. So, right. you know, if I'm the only one that likes it, I'm going to be sitting on a lot of whiskey. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully I have a lot of time yeah. on my hands. And then you're going to have to say, Greg, I was wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. Then you obviously get into that. Let me get a couple uh, better glasses over here. Because I definitely want to try this. I'm going to yell at, I'm going to yell at all my uh, old elk that we didn't have uh, old elk glasses, but you know, uh oh. <laughs> no, we're going to be over by then. Don't worry about it. We're drinking, we're drinking just fine. Another hard day at work, gentlemen. That's right. And it's a, it's, it's a dirty job that somebody has to do it. Before we even say, let's say, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Well, I tell you what, I really like that nose. That's really nice. I love the flavors. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's uh I'm really proud of it. It's there's a sweetness that's popping like like um like brown sugar candy. Yep. Like right after your first when you take mm -hmm. that first sip. And I'm one of those people. I never trust my first sip. But uh, it's neat to see what sort of pops. Uh, I, this is my perfect time of day by the way. After breakfast before lunch. Yeah. Love that time of day. So this this particular brand uh, is cast strength, and it came out at uh, one fourteen point nine. Okay, so not a it's it's up there, but it's not a monster. Right, it certainly doesn't drink that way. No, it doesn't. You know, um, I'm actually going to try with just a drop because I want to see what I want to two drops of water because I want to see what starts popping on this because there's mm. there's um, I'm getting sugar, I'm getting stone fruit. Uh, I'm getting the vanillas. I'm getting caramels, definitely. But there's a deeper, there's some deeper flavors in here. There's good wood spice, but it's by no means overwhelming, which I think you probably got when if you use too much of those older whiskeys. Right, right. That's really neat. Oh yeah, even the nose has just changed on that. It just has a lot of balance, a lot of integrity. Uh, incredibly smooth. Wow. I, you, if, um, if you see this out by you, I, you know, listen, I'd love you to come to Julio's and get it. But if you see this out by you, do not hesitate. This is really, really good. Excellent job, sir. Thank you. Much appreciated. Um, this is going to fly. The problem is this is going to be the 2021 edition, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, it'll probably carry over into 2022. Well, yes, of course. Uh, but, uh, but now you're not, you're going to have a hard time topping this. Uh, well, you got You got, you think this is the best to date. Yeah. Now you got to top this. Well, we'll see. All right. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but this is, uh, this is excellent. I'm really happy with everything that I've been seeing coming out of old elk. Um, the, the new lineup of finished, whiskey that has been out 
the Amiak is my favorite right is now. Yeah. yeah, I'll let you know that right now. Um, but um, people have been exploring those. You can, now you have the Infinity coming out. We've been doing some. We've been doing some single barrel with people. We've done some single barrels with you. Uh, we we have done over the last year. We've done five single barrels with you. So when people say during COVID there was no nothing done, we were working hard. Oh yeah, because <laughs> because we we did phase one, phase two, phase three, and then of course the new micro batch that came out. Um, I, I've been nothing but impressed with 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 it. Uh, we talked to uh, with Mel about this, but I think it's important to. Um, to understand the pedigree of, of old elk um, where uh, you guys are building a distillery, but these are actually all uh, the, the regular old elk standard line lineup yep. is actually mash bills that you came up with. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, one of the unique things about uh, old elk uh, and I met him eight years ago, eight, nine years ago, right. Uh, as uh, uh, customers uh, when I was still master distiller in Lawrenceburg, Indiana, and uh, you know, Old Elk decided that they were going to get into the <clears throat> the bourbon and whiskey business, uh, and and uh, they really came to the table with uh, two pieces of DNA. They they wanted absolute world class quality products, okay, and they wanted to be different than everybody else on the shelf, right? And uh, to do that, uh, they joined up with me to craft custom bourbon and whiskey mash bills that would be different than everything else. And, and, and exclusively theirs. And exclusively theirs. So uh, the very first uh, uh, whiskey that they tasked me with was Old Elk Flagship Bourbon. Okay. Uh, uh, they gave me two terms to work with. They said, we want the product to be smooth and easy. And that was it. Uh, and uh, at that so point. like this, aha, let me go to work. Yeah, so <laughs> I, it, it was uh, I was 35 years uh, into my career at that point, right. and, and that was literally my first opportunity to build uh, custom mash bills from the ground up, uh, unrestricted, uh, the cost or price. Uh, and that was it. That was the end of the meeting. So uh, the way I approached it was really I just uh, leveraged my experience. And uh, I knew to get smooth and easy uh, that I had to get the malted barley content way up in the mash bill. A lot of people, don't, they, a lot of people lose sight of that. I've seen a lot of people now sort of, uh, sort of um, understanding that fact. Yeah. A couple other people now that are using a little bit higher uh, uh, malted barley mash bill, mm -hmm. which I think is super smart. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and then in the back of my mind, uh, I also knew that in, in all the mash bills that I'd produced uh, in my career up to that point, always had some degree of rye uh, for a nice uh, spice characteristic. Sort of like a finishing almost. Mm -hmm. and, and to get that uh, character to carry over into the distillate, uh, it takes a minimum of 15% rye in the mash bill. Uh, and really at that point, uh, it became reverse math. I took, right. took the corn down to the minimum, 51%. Uh, factored in 15% rye for that nice spice note. And that gave me room for 34% malted barley. There you go. Uh, you know, if I'd had more room for more malted barley, uh, I'd have probably you taken can't it. Do, you know what? I've tried. You can't do over 100%. Everybody <laughs> no. thinks you can, but it just doesn't work that way. So, uh, and yeah, that's how uh, we arrived at that mash bill. Uh, I subsequently uh, produced it. Uh, the white distillate came off like uh, no quality defects. I don't, I don't know if people know it, but uh, in my training through uh, under the Seagram umbrella, I actually got the best training in the world 
uh, relative to be. Yeah, people don't understand the, you know, and I, we, we, you know, and I have, we've talked about this before, but you know, under, under Seagram's, I mean, Jim Rutledge was the guy under Seagram's mm-hmm. ER under Seagram's. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the playbook, man. Oh, yeah. that, that you learn from, from soup to nuts, how to do everything under, under that corporation, because that you have to be able to do everything. Right. And uh, as such, uh, you know, my century in organoleptic training was all uh, really all about evaluating the white distillate uh, before it goes into the barrel, looking for a whole array of quality defects that can occur because of either bad grain, bad water, bad cooking, fermentation, right. you name it. <laughs> and, and the key is that, uh, you know, you have to have a, a, a high quality spirit going into the barrel to expect a better high quality product coming out of the barrel. And one of the things I, I say all the time is that a barrel will make good whiskey better, but it will not make bad whiskey good. So my training was all focused on making sure that what was going into the barrel was free of quality defects so that it wouldn't be. Well, cause you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait five, five years before you're going to be able to see that, you know, right. four to five years before you're really going to see the fruits of your labor anyways. Exactly. And uh, so it's not late to go back in time with uh, somebody yeah. in the bo- in the barrel, right? Yeah. So uh, you know, and we were uh, have always been uh, very cognizant of of having high quality product going to the barrel. So uh, you know, long story short, uh, you know, I, the white distillate was uh, came out really really nice. I went into the barrel. I, I didn't really uh, have an idea of what the descriptors would be coming out of the barrel. Uh, I just knew that the distillate going in was uh, nice. It uh, had smooth and easy characteristics. And uh, when it came out of the barrel, three and a half years, four years later, it's now approaching five, six years in some cases. But uh, uh, the descriptors I would use would be the classic vanilla, uh, caramel, and uh, and oak. Uh, but I also get uh, some really nice maple maple notes in there as yeah. well as a little bit of amaretto. So. Again, everybody. Yeah, there is there is sort of a, I, I've noticed that almond sort of quality mm-hmm. uh, on it too, so, which is really neat. Yeah, it's it, so it it and, and I think it you know I think it hit hit all the marks on the smooth and easy. Uh, so and, you, know, you know, basically, uh, you know what I, how I categorize when people ask me about old elk, I said it's been basically contract distilled by the guy who's the master distiller. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's it's a weird it's a weird <laughs> situation, but I think people have to understand it because. It, it can't lump you guys into a different category that you're not in. Right. And I think, you know, it, it, hence, like when you come up with stuff like this, you're not being, you can't be pigeonholed. This is, you're, 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 you're going after good whiskey, wherever that takes you. That's what you're going after. Yeah. And, and it shows. And the analogy that I use, and it, it may be, it may seem arrogant possibly, but I, I, I think it's really more to do with the cook than it is the kitchen. So, right. uh, you know, in, in old Elks instance, I, I mean, I crafted the mash bills for them and I supervised and I was hands-on right. for the production of, of some 13,000 barrels that I produced for old Elk prior to joining them full time right. five years ago. So I, I can absolutely uh, speak to the quality of these products because I manufactured them and I produced them. And crafted the mash bills for them. So, uh, you know, well, I'm going to tell you, we're you really say contract still that yeah, that's true, but but uh, you're the guy who did it, yeah, which is even so which I, is even yeah. more a, a sort of a weird setup. Yeah, that I've never yeah. really sort of really have never been heard of. And but, but by the way, you know, but the you're talking to the quality of of it, and you said that, and it's like 
Well, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, you pick up any of the old Elks off the shelf and listen, everybody's got their own personal taste, but you taste them. You know, this is quality whiskey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. And then you come up with something like this sort of like, you know, new, new uncharted territory. It's really, that's uh, taking it, taking it in a whole different direction and a whole nother way of doing it. Yeah, no, it's uh, uh, you know, we, we do have custom mash bills. I can't guarantee that the folks are like, our mash bills, but I can always say that I can assure you from a quality perspective, right. uh, anything with old Elk's name on, it's going to be world-class quality. And, and, and by that, I mean, uh, the distillate is uh, free of any quality defects that, that would otherwise That's, that ain't boasting. influence. That ain't boasting, sir. That's the truth. Yeah, it is. So uh, it speaks for itself. Right. Uh, well, I, I want to thank you for sharing this with me today, sharing your time. I know uh, they're yelling at me over there. I know that you're already late for your next appointment, but I wanted to say thank you so much for doing it in. Um, hopefully we're going to bring this rig with us to, to uh, Colorado. Oh yeah. You and I have been talking about doing some projects together, or a, at least a project together. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. we'll Thanks, sir. I appreciate Indeed, it. I appreciate yeah. it. Let's appreciate and, uh, it. If you guys see the infinity blend out there, <laughs> Cheers. make sure you get some and enjoy. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you later.